Hi, I'm Anna Harris. Welcome to our podcast. Please join us as we talk to experts, ministers, and prophetic voices from around the world on topics relevant for today. I hope you enjoy this message. Hi, everyone. I am so excited about today's podcast. We are going to be talking with Patricia Bootsma. And I've known Patricia for a while, for several years, because she would come and minister at my church and my school of ministry. And she just is such a a fireball, really, in a lot of ways, and so encouraging and uh, just a lot of fun. And so just as an introduction, she and her husband have been pastoral leaders with Catch the Fire Ministries for 25 years. Um, She is associate, they are associate leaders of Catch the Fire North, Central, and South America. That is a large territory. Um, Patricia is an international prophetic voice. She has launched and led houses of prayer for many years, and she's authored many books. Um, Three books, Convergence, Raising Burning Hearts, which is about parenting and mentoring the next generation, lovers of God, and her latest book, Lifestyle of Divine Encounters. Also, John and Patricia are the parents of six children and grandparents of six who all passionately love Jesus. Uh, You can also find out more about her on on her website, which is patriciabootsma.com. So welcome, Patricia. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Anna. I love you a lot. We've known each other for years, so I'm really happy to be here with you today. Yeah, great, great. So today we are going to be talking about um, the prophetic and prophecy. And there are people um, that may not even be familiar with it, with the prophetic. And so, um, or maybe they have some questions or confusion. And so I thought it would be great for us to just kind of lay some basics um, today and, um, you know, just talk about however the Holy Spirit leads today. But I wanted to start with a scripture, Acts chapter two, verse 16, which says, This is the fulfillment. And just to back up a little bit, um, Acts chapter two is when the day of Pentecost um, had happened. Holy Spirit had uh, poured out on many, many people who were waiting for the Holy Spirit. And when that happened, they were um, talking, speaking in different tongues. They were laughing. They kind of looked like they were drunk. And this is Peter's reaction to that. So he's talking to the people. And he's saying this, this is the fulfillment of what was prophesied through the prophet Joel. For God says, this is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. And your young men will see visions and your old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. So I wanted to just get you to speak to that. And is prophecy still for today? And who can prophesy? Amen. Well, that is a wonderful prophecy that the Lord gave. Um, uh, Again, as you mentioned, from Joel to Acts 2. So the Old Testament, there really were a select few that were called as prophets and they would communicate to men on behalf of God. And, you know, really they could not get it wrong because there was an incredible 
dire consequences for getting it wrong, but they were also very mm -hmm. clearly hearing. Now, in the New Testament, we know that what happened when Jesus went to the cross, the veil was torn from top to bottom, which was a prophetic significance of that we all would have access through Jesus into that Holy of Holies or have a, an ability to communicate with him and have a relationship with him in a whole new way. So truly, all believers in Jesus can prophesy. And really the truth is this, that, you know, Caiaphas, the high priest, he wasn't even a believer and he actually prophesied. So the, the fact is that even unbelievers can, you know, prophesy at times. Now, maybe I should just qualify this really quickly because I've had the question many times, what's the difference between a prophet, let's say, and a psychic? Well, here's the difference, source. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. that psychics or fortune tellers. I'm not saying that they're all totally inaccurate. Sometimes they have some accuracy, but what is their source? Because even the enemy, even Satan knows, you know, things, he knows the Bible, by the way. And, and so, but we want obviously our source to be the Lord himself, the Holy Spirit, the source of light. Absolutely. And so we can truly all hear God's voice in, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, all can prophesy, um, and we can, you know, hear him, but it's also according to our faith. So we will have those that would, let's say, would have a more of a proven track record and, and, and do this frequently. I was um, just in Cheesecake Factory, actually, you know, we were just prophesying over the waiter and, and there was an element where it's like, how do you, how do you know this stuff? Like, how do you know this stuff about me? It's like, well, you know what? Uh, I don't personally know this, but God does because God knows you. And so this relationship that I have with the Lord, with God, is, is, is this ability to hear him. And it's been practiced over years, you know? So the, mm -hmm. really that's, that's where it's at. And I think we just need to demystify this. You know, I think sometimes it's like, oh my, you know, it's just for the prophets, but that's, that's not the case now. We can all hear my sheep hear my voice. They know me. They follow me. Right. John 10, mm -hmm. John 10, 27, you know, Jesus is saying, just come and hear me. I just want to say super quick. This is an easy illustration, but in biblical times, uh, the shepherds of different flocks of sheep would put their sheep all in one common pen at night. It was like a stone pen to protect them from the wolves and from the wild animals. So in the morning, each shepherd would come and take turns saying, sheep, sheep, sheep. And it's amazing, by the way, because this is, this is true. I, used, I was, grew up in a farm, but sheep have a distinct ability to know tones and sounds. So those sheep of that particular shepherd would know the voice of their shepherd. And only the sheep of that shepherd would, you know, follow him out. Then the next shepherd would come, sheep, sheep, sheep. They mm -hmm. would know the sheep of his flock would know his voice and follow him out. And so it is that um, it's just a beautiful illustration of the fact that Jesus was saying we can know his voice and we can follow him. Yeah. Right. Yes. It reminds me of my little puppies. Like I know they would come straight to me, even in a room full of people, you know? Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. And then just another little uh, scripture I wanted to share, which you just touched on too. First Corinthians 14, one through three. Um, it is good. It's Paul talking. It is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people, but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. 
But when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people to build them up and to bring them comfort. So isn't that what we're seeing is that um, prophecy today is to encourage, build up and bring comfort. Yeah, that is true. And um, let me qualify that because absolutely 100% edify, encourage, exhort. You know, that is the way, especially let's say, you know, those that are learning to hear God's voice or you've been, you know, you're growing in hearing God's voice. That is exactly what we're to, we're to do now. But I just want to qualify because sometimes people say, well, then um, what do you do with, let's say, judgments, you know, that are coming down here in the book of Revelation and Actually, there's 150 chapters of the Bible that speak of end times. Well, actually, you got to keep reading it all in context because it is unto Jesus's return, right? In other words, there's prophecies that you're going to read in the Bible that don't sound like edification because it sounds like judgments and it sounds like uh, this, this massive transition from this age to the next age. But it is all true, but God is going to remove everything that hinders love. And so there, you know, you know, maybe this is getting too complex, but you know, there isn't any Christ coming. Okay. There is a, mm -hmm. there is not just a spirit, there is a spirit, but there's a person and there's going to be this world economy and whatever, whatever. So we see this in the Bible, but, but keep reading because the Lord does bring that structure down and the judgments, by the way, are not meant for you. Okay. When we talk about the judgments in the book of revelation, it's not meant for you because our judgment fell on Jesus. So I also like to qualify because I believe that as we grow in the prophetic, God does give us sometimes corrective words. You cannot erase that from your Bible either, because many, let's take Nathan, for example, when he's coming to David, when David had not only had the sin of adultery with Bathsheba, but actually arranging the death of Uriah, her husband. So Nathan comes with a corrective words word. And so sometimes the prophets or prophetic people, we really will have corrective words. And what I want to say is you can couch them in such a way that it doesn't even feel like correction. It is actually, it should be motivated by the heart of love. I don't know about you, but I actually want God to correct me. I maybe didn't always feel that way, but I do now. I'm like, God, mm -hmm. just bring it on. If I'm off in any way, or if I'm, you know, I want you to correct me because that's because you love me. And that's what a good parent mm -hmm. does to a child. We correct them. So, um, so sometimes people say, well, you cannot, you can't do correction. You can't do any of that in the prophetic because it should be all edification, exhortation, consolation. Well, think about this. Do you give your kids um, ice cream and dessert and cake? No, I hopefully as a good parent, you also give them spinach and vegetables and corn and, and salad because you want to have them, you know, grow up to be healthy, not just junk food. So why I'm saying that is to say that it should, the prophetic is always ultimately encouraging and edifying, but in my estimation, do not throw out those in love, corrective words, but don't start that way. <laughs> you're mm -hmm. starting out in the prophetic. Don't start correcting everybody around you. You're just gonna, they're just gonna tune you out and think you're wacky. But you All will right. grow in the gift and you grow in authority such that you will gain um, track record, if you will. And then you'll see that sometimes the Lord does give you corrective words to couch in, in love so that it's palatable and people will take it. But ultimately it is encouragement again, when you're 
corrected. So I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And how would you um, uh, coach people or tell people how to grow in the prophetic? Number they're just starting out. Yeah, that's a great question. Number one, it is your relationship with the Lord. It is your Mm -hmm. hidden life in God. The extent of any gift of the spirit depends on intimacy. Mm -hmm. So if we're wanting to share God's words, like his heart, that means we need to know his heart. That means we need to know him. So I recommend you do this just for you, by the way, your heart, as opposed to your gifting, but, you know, spending time with the Lord morning by morning by morning. And what I would encourage you to do is in your spending time with the Lord, you know, have your prayer time and you know, worship. What is worship? Well, it's just agreeing with who God is. So whether you have music playing or whether you're just saying, God, I worship you. I adore you. You're God. I'm not. I worship you. Um, having time in the word of God, that is crucial. Your word time, just ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word to you and, and help you to love it. And then, um, you know, your prayer time, but then have time where you're journaling, get a journal. So I have gone through so many journals through the years. It's, I can't, I lost count. Here's my journal. My journal is always with my Bible and I am listening to the voice of God since I was 19 years old. So Mm -hmm. I've been listening to the voice of God every morning and in really usually open-ended questions initially, father, what do you want to say to me today? And, you know, I love this. It's where he wants very often first to speak about relationship. Mm-hmm. I love you, my daughter. I'm with mm-hmm. you. Or, or he'll very often, because at, fir- at first I was like, God, you told me you love me yesterday. You know, <laughs> it's like, wait a second. I still need to hear it again today. And so that is his heart is to communicate relationship. But then I will actually ask specifics many, many times. So what do, what do I do about this kid over here? I'm parenting six kids, you know, um, or what, what should we do in this case? And it's incredible because as you practice that, you know, day by day and then month by month and year by year and decade by decade, guess what? You really do grow in this gift and such that you can trust this voice of the father that you hear, the voice of the spirit. And, you know, so two things there. Your, your relationship with the Lord, your intimacy, but practice. What mm-hmm. does it say again in 1 Corinthians 14? First thing it says, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy by the word that, that way that word desire in the Greek is zelo, Z-E-L-O-O. And that word is to ardently pursue, to go after with great intensity and desire. So it's like, okay, let's just say love for a moment. Do most of the body of Christ zelo prophecy? I, I don't, I don't think so, no. to be honest. Like I, I would say no. that if, if the listeners right now would just take stock of their own lives and say, whoa, wait a second. That is what the Bible says for Corinthians 14, one, that I am to zealously, ardently, persistently. It, it even means to burn with desire that I am to zelo spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. So put prophecy right up there at the top of spiritual gifts that you burn with desire for. Wow. Like if you do that, okay. So if we're really obeying God, it'll change your life. Absolutely. hundred percent changes your life Mm -hmm. because you're hearing God then on a consistent basis. It's still small voice and sometimes dreams and visions and you know, the many ways that he speaks, it absolutely changes your life because you 
you get direction from God, your heart burns. Song of Solomon says, my heart leaped when he spoke. Like there's something that causes us to love God even more when we hear his voice. It, it, it keeps us from, you know, the, the mistakes, from sin, from, you know, going the wrong way. It's like, man, I just wouldn't trade this for anything. I, I tell you, we've taught our kids to hear God's voice and see how it's, you know, been crucial for them to fulfill their destiny and their calling. So, yeah, but if we don't do it, we, we can't give it away. So, right. you know, there'd be many things we'd like to accomplish from today's podcast, Anna, but one of them for me would be, would be this. If everybody could just get intimacy with the Lord and zeal, go for it, pursue it yes. day by day by day. Yes, that's, that's absolutely, I totally agree with that. And I really believe that there's a whole group of people who have not come from, say, a charismatic background. Um, they're not familiar with the prophetic. Maybe they've even been taught against it, against that the Holy Spirit is active today. But I believe they're coming in. I believe there's a real hunger for the activity of the Holy Spirit um, in people's lives and that this is a really good foundational thing for them to learn exactly what you're talking about. So I yeah. love that. And can I just comment on that, Anna, because I'm mm -hmm. one of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. I grew up, I grew up in a church that didn't believe in prophecy mm -hmm. and it was the established family church that generation upon generation upon generation had always attended this, this type of church, you know, even from the homeland back in the Netherlands and from my parents were born in the, uh, in the Netherlands. And so I began to just read my Bible. I am like 16 years old, got saved when I was 12 and reading about prophecy and healing and miracles and the dead being raised. And you know what, as a 16 year old, I realized this doesn't say that it all ended when mm -hmm. the Bible was written. And I right. became hungry, hungry. Like I had actually received prophecy when I was eight by these I don't know who they were, but they told me about that. I was going to travel the world, tell people about Jesus, lead many people to Jesus. And my heart burned inside of me. I was eight, wow. never knew anything about prophecy, never heard about prophecy. Didn't even really hear about the Holy spirit. And my life changed at that moment when I was eight, saved when I was 12 again. But when I was 16, I just went searching. I really did. I went searching for more and I, I started to attend other churches. Now, you and I both know John and Carol Arnett, who are the leaders of the um, Catch the Fire Ministries, the founders. I had the great privilege of coming from the same hometown as them, which is Stratford, Ontario, Canada. And so I started attending their church as a teenager. And that also revolutionized my life, baptizing the Holy Spirit. But my point is, I had to kind of pioneer, so to speak, in my home family of going after mm -hmm. this sort of thing, the spirit. And yes. so, you know, be a pioneer. <laughs> it's worth it. Right. Right. It is. It totally is. I was a similar background and, um, but was very, I was very hungry for God and uh, found a group of people when I was 18 that also loved the Holy spirit and the prophetic. And I got a prophetic word at age 18 that I still have. It's written down on a piece of paper and I still have it. And that it's, I would have a ministry of inner healing. And so I'm still walking that out today and uh -huh. um, yeah, took a long time really to, you know, for God to get everything in place and get me prepared for it. But um, 
I guess that's a good, a good next question is when you get a prophetic word from someone, what do you do? How do you judge it? Is this from God? Is it not? And then how do you activate it? Like, we don't want to just like throw it somewhere and forget about it. So yeah, very good question. Um, because even it says here in first Corinthians 14, 31, for you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn, all may be encouraged in the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. But it says also about let that let it be judged. Like, you know, in other words, we do need to judge. Okay, let's go quickly over what are the judgment tests of the prophetic? How do you know if this is God or not? <laughs> well, number one, now these are broad ones, but number one, is it biblical? Because of course, if it doesn't align with the Bible, toss it out right away because God never contradicts his word. That's where you get false prophets, but that's where you get uh, cults too. Like you get right. cults and sex because like somebody had a dream or a vision or something and it led to this whole other, you know, cult activity. So that's where, is it biblical? Number one, is it loving? Because God is love. Even when I was talking about correction, it's still loving. So mm -hmm. if you get a prophecy that makes you feel like you're a loser and you've got no hope, well, that doesn't sound like God, does it? So is it according to the love nature of God? Is it also according to the fruit of the spirit? Because in John um, 16, it talks about the fact that who actually speaks to us technically is the Holy Spirit. So technically, if we really want to get technical, the Father is in heaven. This Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. But how is the Father and the Son with us through the Spirit? So John 16, he, the Spirit, when he comes, is going to disclose to you. He's going to tell you things to come. This is what Jesus prophesied. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking, the fruit of the Spirit is present. What's the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the fruit of the spirit is present when he speaks. So if you get a word that makes you feel very anxious, very uptight, very like, oh, if I don't do this by, by, by this time, uh, you know, then I am really, you know, I'm going to, you know, whatever. So mm, I don't know. I would, I would say that, that really the fruit of the spirit tends to be present when the spirit is speaking. So that's another judgment test. Um, who is giving you the word is also important because especially for you know big words for let's say you're in your ministry your church or whatever if you're going to release somebody to give a prophetic word well what's the character of that person what's the track record of that person so you do want to look at that you know that that's helpful and is there a witness of the spirit is there peace you know that's a big one because god will speak through peace or lack of peace and, um, and another one is circumstances, like do doors open according to this prophecy or are they all slammed shut? Now, now keep in mind that sometimes we have to push on doors or knock on doors or pray for doors to be opened. But let's say that, okay, let's take America, for example. Oh my goodness. Like this is a big one, right? How many prophetic words were given? Let's say that Donald Trump would be president for a second term, yet it actually did not happen. So in other words, we need to accept the fact that, okay, was there fraud involved? Well, that yet remains to be seen. I would personally think there, there has been fraud, but that's, I don't wanna you know, stir up too much controversy here, but just to say this, he, Joe Biden is now the president of the United States. So we need to accept that and, and repent of where we got it wrong and, and pray for Joe Biden and all, mm -hmm. you know, bless yep. uh, Trump and pray for Joe Biden. So in other words, there are times when doors close and we got it wrong. And well, that's another way that God speaks doors that open and doors that close. And so um, 
you know, that's, that's the judgment test. Now, how can we see prophecies come to pass in our life? Love to take us to the scriptures because this is a very, very good question. Changed my life years ago when I was asking God the same thing. I had so many prophecies, it was ridiculous. And I was like, God, you know what? I don't even need another prophecy right now. What I need <laughs> is fulfillment. How right. do you cash in a prophecy for fulfillment? All these prophecies about ministry, traveling the world, telling people about Jesus. My husband is a pastor. Well, my husband had been through Bible school, but my husband was a bank manager. The bank, that's where we worked. That's where he worked. So the Lord spoke to me one day and he said, well, what are you doing about your prophecies? I said, I'm complaining about these prophecies because they're not coming to pass. And the Lord said, I don't want you to complain anymore. I said, I want you to call in my prophecies. I want right. you to I want you to pray them and war for them. Now, let me give you some scriptures in this. First Timothy um, 1.18. First Timothy 1.18. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you wage the good warfare. It's like, what? You mean we got to wage war for our prophecies? Yes, we do. Hmm. So, okay, that's how do we wage war for our prophecies? Well, here's a few more scriptures one is first timothy uh, 4 14 and 15 first timothy 4 14 15 do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by how by prophecy with the laying on a hand as a eldership by the way let me just pause here for a moment one time i was throwing away mayonnaise that i had not used and the due date was passed and i hadn't even opened the jar but i was throwing it away because it was behind some crackers in my shelf and the Lord said, he said, that's what a lot of my body are doing with the prophecies. They're sitting on the shelf. They're rotting. They're past their due date. And tell my church to get their prophecies off that shelf. Mm. It is time yeah. to war and take action for the words that I've spoken over their lives. So I was like, whoa, I, again, guess what? Personal prophecy is conditional. Mm. It is conditional on your response. You can say yes. You can say no. And you can also have a passive lackadaisical attitude that is not going to activate these prophecies over your life because God actually says wage war for them. But here's this, the next verse of 1 Timothy 4, and this is verse 15. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. Wow. That your progress may be evident to all. Mm, so he's saying here, so meditate good. on your prophecies. And I just want to say that cross-reference, very similar to Joshua 1.8, where in, in Joshua 1.8, the Lord says, uh, you know, th this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, the word of God. In other words, the word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night to do what's in it. And then your way will be prosperous and then your progress will be evident to all. so what mm -hmm. well just one moment here meditate in the hebrew is called it's the hebrew word is haga and haga means to ponder out loud to oneself to mutter like in a soft and droning way to you know in the english meditate has gotten this context of only a mental exercise i just mentally mentally meditate but actually in the hebrew it's more than that it's not just a mental exercise it's an action it's like you ponder it you meditate you mutter you you speak it. And so that's when you see the Jews. Have you ever seen the Jews? They're doing this rocking motion, like whether they're at the mm -hmm. Western Wall or they're at a whatever. Yes. You see them do this. 
And it's that, that act is called davening, which actually, by the way, uh, it's been proven scientifically to help your brain um, memorize better. So mm. they're doing this rocking motion as they're meditating or muttering on the scripture, mm -hmm. pondering it out loud and, and very much uh, memorizing it. But mm. as we- That's as also I in, um, when people are recovering from trauma, a lot of times oh. there's that movement with it. that brings yeah, a lot okay. of peace. That's really but, cool. Helps yeah. your brain. It really helps your brain. It does. It does. So anyway, so as I was started to years ago, started to meditate or, or ponder on my uh, prophecies, I just said, Lord, I'm reminding you of this prophetic word. I'm reminding you of the fact that you said my husband's going to be a pastor. And, and I was just, I would just walk around my house and just say, Lord, I call forth the pastor. I call forth the ministry. I call forth these prophecies. And it was in that case, years ago, six months, that was 1995, six months later, where we came on staff in Toronto with John and Carol and the revival in Toronto and everything shot up from there. Mm -hmm. I tell you, I've wow. learned from that. I was like, okay, now I am continuing on with different prophecies or, you mm -hmm. know, words over my children, let's say, or words over my city or whatever that I, I, my husband, myself to war for the prophetic word of the Lord through even reminding him, speaking it, speaking prof uh, scriptures, you know, it's no longer I who lives, it's Christ who lives in me. I'm going to claim these words that are even in the Bible, but I'll claim them for myself. Or let's say Jude 24, uh, it, to him who was able to keep me from stumbling, present me faultless before the presence of his glory with great joy. So um, sorry to go on so long, Anna, but just want to say that's the, so the, you judge it, you pray it in other words meditate on it i call them prophetic decrees actually what i just talked about there prophetic decrees i have lots of them in front of my journal but here's another thing take some action sometimes you know we're waiting on god i'm just waiting on god i'm waiting on god but you know what sometimes god's waiting on us in right. other words when you go to the grocery store usually when you take a step forward is when the electronic eye sees you and the door opens sometimes we need to take steps you need to knock on some doors, do some extras. Let me give you an example from our life. Uh, one of multitudes of examples I could give you, but I have a daughter named Aquila and she was only five, six, seven, eight years old when she would say, I need to learn French. Now being a Canadian, I'm in America now, but as a Canadian, you have to learn French. So I homeschooled these kids. So I got French curriculum, tons of it, like Rosetta Stone French one, Rosetta Stone French two, Rosetta Stone French three. Mm -hmm. But she was still not happy. She says, I need more French. So we got tutors of French for her and she kept going after this. Well, she, very, very prophetic gal that she's always been, but she heard God say to learn French. Well, she became so fluent in French. Well, guess what? Doesn't she marry a first language French guy? He's from Switzerland, the French part of Switzerland, which is the Geneva area. She lived in Geneva for two years, speak, um, teaching at the Christian school, teaching English at the French Christian school. She right now lives in the French speaking province of Quebec in Canada with her wow. husband as he's getting his MBA and she is um, employed by the Quebec House of Prayer and she taught in the Christian school there for a while too. But do you hear, do you know what I'm saying? What if she never would have ignored the whole thing and never learned French? I think it would have been a lot more difficult for her mm -hmm. to walk in right. God's calling for her. So sometimes exactly. you just need to take steps. Mm -hmm. And I want to just interject a, a little practical 
note, um, when you have a prophetic word, and especially if it's, um, say it's on, it's audio, um, I like to either write mine out or type them, especially the main parts that you're wanting to really activate and really remember, um, because we don't want to always have to just, you know, listen to a whole recording again, but it is great that we can have them on recording and we can listen to them over and over. Um, recently when, I have to make some decisions for this ministry. And I was just like, Lord, you know, which, which direction are we to go? And so I just got out several of my prophetic words and, and it's all there, you know, the Lord has, has spoken it. And so we just have to, you know, remember and draw upon the things that he has said to us in the past. Very good. And that's a way of not neglecting as, Mm -hmm. as, Paul said to Timothy, don't neglect. And by the way, you know, uh, Proverbs 18, 21 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. There's a power in our tongue to declare truth, declare God's word that helps to shift it. So we pray it, we decree it. Like, you know, even over one of my kids one time who said, oh, I'm no good at math. And we're like, well, you're not allowed to say that. That's like a curse. You're cursing yourself by saying, I'm no good at math. So they, okay, repent for saying I'm no good at math. And then we began to just declare, you know what? You understand this math. You are, you are, your, your brain comprehends these math problems. You just began to declare the opposite. And don't you know, no truth, this is a true story. She graduated that year with 98% in math. She changed the way that she thought. Yes, we practiced. But, you know, we can call those things that are not as though they were. You call in somebody, anyone listening right now who has a health problem, stop meditating and speaking about the doctor said I'm going to die of cancer. Okay, stop that and, and start to declare what does God say? You know, uh, by his stripes, I am healed. You know, the power of the Lord lives in me and and, and this pain leaves in Jesus' name. I walk in fullness of health and healing or just start to declare the will of the words of God and you will start to see shift over your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, Would you want to speak to, well, there's had a couple more things. Um, One is how to deal with um, prophetic words that have been given to to someone personally, or maybe even um, um, more um, to everyone that don't come to pass. Like, how do we, how do we deal with that, that disappointment or confusion, maybe? That's another very good question. I remember this years ago when I had my journaling and I thought God was going to do a certain thing in my life. I'm still probably a teenager at that point. And I literally threw the journal across the you know, across the room and say, I can't do this. I got it wrong. And you know what? It was like this whisper of the spirit that spoke to me and said, you know, when a child learns to walk, do they, do they start walking right away or do they start running right away? And I'm like, no. And anyways, I've seen this with my own kids. They, 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 you know, they grab onto some furniture, let's say, and then they totter or they might take one step and fall down and then, you know, get back up again and take another step and fall down. And and take another step and fall down. And, and obviously they're all walking, they're all running and they all, you know, learned that. So I think we need to give ourselves some slack, cut ourselves some slack and give ourselves some grace that as we are learning again, pursuing love, but then desiring or going after the prophetic, it doesn't mean it all lands on you and you're a prophet tomorrow. No, you grow in this. 
and you will grow in your track record and you will get it wrong. Trust me, I could write a book on what, it, you know, getting it wrong, but nobody would buy that one. But <laughs> I, I just, it's like, I think this is the thing. Don't give up. You just mm-hmm. don't give up. You just, know, you, you know, this is in the Bible. You see it there. You know that God's desires to, to speak to you. So you forgive yourself. And guess what? When you say something publicly that is wrong, turns out to be wrong or not accurate, then publicly say, I, you know, I'm growing. I repent for getting that one wrong or just to humble ourselves. And it's okay. Um, I just feel like there's been some big things. There's been some little things, but it starts with us, first of all, you know, forgiving ourselves and cutting ourselves some slack and realizing that it is a different story from New Testament to Old Testament. We're growing in this. Can I just mention this quickly? There's a book by a just old, old, old book. You don't have to read it, but it's called The Elijah Task. And I remember when uh, Mm, uh, John Sanford wrote that and he said, oh, it takes 20 years to hone a prophet. And I was like, 20 years, who's got 20 years, you know? And then I look back and I realized he's, that was absolutely accurate. Like all the you know, the ups, the downs, the, the, the learn from your mistakes, the character test that I'm not in this to build my fame, you know, all you get knocked down because mm-hmm. God allows, you know, the, the wrestling, you know, those walk with a limp, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, all of the tests, all of it has been really important in the formation of a true mature prophetic voice. Yes. So, Uh, we all go through those seasons. Right. And it takes time for our character to be developed too, like you were saying. Yes. What about, um, are there any changes that you feel need to come in the current prophetic movement? I do, Anna. It is, it's, it's sad. I even read a Wall Street, uh, no, Washington Post article about the prophetic this was even after January 6th when some were still saying, oh no, Trump is still getting in, for example, in this Washington Post. I was embarrassed. I was like, oh God, this is, this is not good, you know, because it's almost like making the prophetic a laughingstock in the eyes of the world. So the, we do need to come higher. I am part of, you know, a bunch of different prophetic councils, including one with Cindy Jacobs, and she's amazing. Um, I, I, I honor the one like, you know, where there has been the, again, coming forward to say, I got this prophetic wrong, you know, I, I want to confess that or repent of that or in, in how that has led people astray. The other thing is, I would say this, that we need to be as prophetic voices, not so quick to give out even dates, let's say, like there's been some dates from, I'm not gonna mention names, but high level prophetic people say, well, by this date, this is gonna happen, right? Or mm-hmm. by that date. So then everybody kind of like, okay, great, we're waiting for this date and it doesn't come to pass. And so I, I hesitate on dates, to be honest with you, unless I get some like, you know, phenomenal clarity from the Lord to give a date. Like if we could um, shy away from sp- specifics like dates personally i did not publicly prophesy about donald trump becoming the president of the united states um because i you know i just didn't because i didn't have that conviction you know but Mm -hmm. i just feel like if for example people did own up to it you know face it that we cannot just say that uh um you know is all corruption let's say or whatever we just need to own up to words 
that we gave that were wrong. So do we need to come higher? Absolutely. I really feel the prophetic has taken a hit, but I do believe- I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I couldn't hear The prophetic has taken a hit, especially in the United States of America. But Mm -hmm. you know what? The enemy is raging. Okay, the enemy is raging against what God's about to do. And Mm -hmm. Anna, I just want to add one other thing. There has been a phenomenal amount of witchcraft activity Mm -hmm. in these last while that they're coming out of the closet. The witches are coming out of the closet. They're being blatantly, you know, together cursing and whatnot. And I do feel like the church needs to, we have the authority. Okay, Jesus, the power of the blood of Jesus is, 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 you know, way stronger than any curse, hex, vex, whatever. The thing is, is that I think sometimes the church, we don't know how to pray spiritual warfare prayers or in um, our authority to bring down mm-hmm. some of those things. So I do believe a high level of witchcraft activity has been released. It's trying to mess with the true prophetic voices. And we mm-hmm. need to keep higher in maturity and in growth. And I just mm-hmm. say this, I literally was on the on a call before this call with Rick Ridings from Israel. He's phenomenal leader of Sukkot Halal, 24-hour house prayer in Jerusalem. He's also a real strong prophetic voice. But for a period of time there in Israel, they they prayed against, they, they, they specifically heard the Lord say to pray against the shield around the witchcraft. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was all of these, you know, back in the day with this bombs going off and buses were being bombed. And, and yet they couldn't find who was the central, you know, ring leader of all of this. And they felt the Lord say there's a witchcraft uh, shield around really discovering who the ringleader was. They began to pray Mm -hmm. against the shield around the witchcraft. And it was incredible how it became discovered that they were the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force was able to go in, you know, and, and that's not happening anymore now. But I felt there was wisdom to that. Sometimes the Lord will give us strategies of how to pray, you know, that there's, you know, shields. But at the same time, we we remain in humility as prophetic people, but we do need to grow. We need to grow in wisdom Mm -hmm. as to, you know, praying, keeping your eyes on the Lord. Okay, what he's he's doing all the while knowing, knowing how our enemy works, you know, so, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. And that's so good. And I've really felt that there was a lot of witchcraft in, involved against um, the prophetic movement as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's such power in the prophetic when it's, when it's pure and when it's good and when it's out of love and um, yeah, yeah, so that's really good. Um well, so we will uh, need to go ahead and close, but I wonder if you wouldn't mind just praying for people who are listening and just blessing them. I would love to. Okay. Lord, I thank you for everyone listening right now. And I pray even now that there would be an awakening of the ability to hear the voice of God. Yes. Lord, let the still small voice, your voice, the thoughts that you give, the the words that are, you know, aligned with scripture, aligned with your love nature, with the fruit of the spirit that are true words from God, let them amplify, let them amplify to everyone listening. Lord, I pray for the ability to stop and, and, and get the journal out and to contemplate, meditate, to quiet our hearts, to listen to your voice. Lord, will you break us free of, uh, 
And I believe that you've been seeking to do that in this last year. Break us free from the rat race of busyness that we would get quiet still. And Lord, I ask right now for the release of dreams, new level of dreams in the night and, and that they would make sense, that we would hang on to them, that we would understand and get the interpretation. I pray, oh God, that you would release this intimacy, this intimacy into our hearts that are longing to know you and love you. And I just feel right now that some more than one, I'm sure, identified with when I said that I threw my journal across the room and I said, oh, I got it wrong. And I, you know, I was so tempted to give up. But the Lord said, go and pick back that journal again and get up again. And I just encourage those of you that have kind of given up, you got it wrong. Maybe somebody shut you down. Maybe an authority figure really, you know, in, I don't know, you felt embarrassed or hurt or shut down. You know, go pick it back up again. Forgive who you need to forgive, including yourself. Get the journal, get your Bible, and start to listen again. Mm -hmm. Pick it up. We bless you to not quit, to get up, to trust God that he is leading you and speaking to you. And even I feel that there's people, you know, saying, well, I have big things that I need to hear God, like who I'm going to marry. Well, you know what? The Lord, for something so important like that, the Lord will give confirmation. Mm -hmm. By the way, that's another way of judging a word. Is it confirmed through the mouth of other, you know, you know, people of God who hear God? Is it confirmed by circumstances? Is it confirmed? Lord, give the clarity of the word of the Lord for those right now that are in relational things. Do I, don't I enter this relationship? Do I, don't I marry this person? Mm -hmm. God, only let them move forward with the clear and confirmed word of God. Lord, yes. thank you that you care. You love us. And I just want to pray for mothers, mothers who want to teach their kids to hear the voice of God. I bless you, mothers. I honestly believe that it's one of the important things we need to do is to teach our children how to listen to the voice of God. Yes. Give them wisdom as mothers to teach their children to be sensitive, to listen to those dreams that they may come in the morning at breakfast to hear their dreams, you know, work through them, pray into the dreams or pray away bad dreams. You know, Father, we thank you right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to hear you for us thank you. but also to um to teach it to our children or teach it to those that we mentor thank you god we love you and i thank you for your spirit moving even now this gift as anna started off by reading the lord said even as the end times grows uh, sooner the prophetic is going to grow greater. We're going to have more revelation, more prophetic revelation in Jesus name. Thank mm -hmm. you. For that. Yes. Amen. 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 That's wonderful. All right. Thank you so much, Patricia. That was amazing. And just a reminder, you can find Patricia's website at patriciabootsma.com. And she has some books and classes there. And um, you can find my website soon at annaharrisministries.com as well. And thank you, um, everyone watching and listening. Um, I know that you were um, blessed by this today because it was so good. And 
And um, I just uh, look forward to hearing any feedback and also uh, look forward to joining uh, with us next time. Okay. Thanks. And bye. God bless. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit AnnaHarrisMinistries.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.